starting a new Mimer, even though we're still in the beginning of the month of Kislev. The entire month of Kislev is connected to the Yom Tov of Hanukkah. And everything in the Yom Tov of Kislev has the, a relationship to this Yom Tov. So we could start already learning about Hanukkah. We're going to start this special Mimer from Tavshin Lamed Ches. We already learned several Maimarim from Tavshin Lamed Ches this year. The Maimar that was said, Matzisha Simchas Torah and Parshas Noyach. Um, did we do Lech Lecha? I don't remember. So now we're going to be doing Hanukkah Lamed Ches. There are two Maimarim that were said for Lamed Ches. We're starting with the first one. Tanur Rabbanon, a rabbi's taught, Mitzvah Ner Hanukkah, the Mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. Now, the discussion of the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is not directly in the Mishnah, even though for Purim, for the Yom Tov of Purim, which is also a rabbinic Yom Tov, you have an entire Mesechta dedicated to um, the laws of Purim. There are other things discussed in that Mesechta as well, but it's primarily called Megillah. It's related to the Yom Tov of Purim. When it comes to Hanukkah, there isn't a a place in Mishnah which is dedicated to the discussions of the laws of Hanukkah. There isn't even a Mishnah which discusses it directly. It only is mentioned, by the way, in a Mishnah. The only place where it's discussed is in Gemara. It's discussed in Gemara Shabbos in the beginning of Bamem Adlikin, where it discusses how to light Shabbos candles. So over there, the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is discussed as well. It's been noted that, interestingly, when the Gemara introduces the subject of Hanukkah, it introduces it with these two words, Tanu Rabbanon, our rabbis have taught. Because the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, the holiday of Hanukkah, is one which very much emphasizes the power of the rabbis in enacting a new Yom Tov. It's a rabbinic Yom Tov, and it's one which is very much connected to the teaching of the rabbis and to the teaching of Torah in general. In any case, Tanu Rabbanan, our rabbis have taught mitzvahs ner Hanukkah, the mitzvah of ner Hanukkah. So we have... Amongst the discussion and the laws of Ner Hanukkah, we have an actual argument between Beishamay and Beisilo, who are quoted all the time in the Mishnah, in their many arguments, the house of Shammai and the house of Hillel, although between Shammai and Hillel per se, there were only several, several arguments, several disagreements between the house of Shammai and the house of Hillel. There were many more and over here, too, we have an argument between the house of Shammai and the house of Hillel. The house of Shammai says, they say, the first day you light eight candles, from here on, you light less. So this is something you're not familiar with from your lighting of the Hanukkah Menorah, because we don't follow this way. We don't paskin like Beishamai. The halacha follows Beishelel. But according to Beishamai, the first night of Hanukkah, you light eight candles. Mikan v'eilach, from here on, peiches v'eilach, you light less each day. 
say on the other hand that madlik achas. This is what we do on the first night. You light one candle mikan From there on, you add each night. Now again, this discussion is amongst other discussions of different levels of fulfilling the mitzvah of Hanukkah. This argument is only an argument according to the higher level of fulfilling the mitzvah of Hanukkah, according to the Mahadrin, Minah Mahadrin. But the argument is, do you light the most on the first night and less each night, or the least on the first night and add each night? And of course, we paskin like the latter. Now, what's the reasoning for each one? So the Gemara over there says that time of the Beishamai keneged pare hachag. The reasoning for Beishamai is keneged corresponding to pare hachag to the cows of Yomtiv. The time of the Beisilol. The reasoning for Beisilol is the Mailin bekaidish chulu because you add in holiness, etc. Mailin bekaidish veloi meiridin. You add in holiness and you do not decrease in holiness. So therefore, you don't want that over the days of Hanukkah you're decreasing the candles. Now the obvious question when you look at this. And the question which we're going to quote specifically in the name of the Alter Rebbe is that when you look at these two reasons, the reason of Mailan Bakadish Vilaimaridan adding in holiness and not decreasing is a general rule. And therefore, as a general rule, there's no reason it shouldn't apply to Hanukkah as well. If this is something you're supposed to do in all of your Avedas Hashem, constantly adding in holiness, that means you take a small achlata and then a bigger achlata and then a bigger achlata still. And in this way, you're constantly growing. A person has to check himself from time to time to ensure that in his Avedas Hashem, he's growing, that he's He's higher than he was yesterday. This is a message that the Rebbe often gave people, especially around Hanukkah time, but in general. You don't have to become a tzaddik in a day. But you have to make sure that you're constantly going in the right direction. If you find that yesterday you were doing something better than you are today, then you have to really stop and ask yourself, what happened over here? Even if you say, see that you're say, staying stagnant, that you're staying on the same level, you still have to figure out why are you not mylin pakedish, why are you not increasing in holiness. Now, certainly, if this is something which is a general rule, then it makes sense that when it comes to the candles of Hanukkah, it should apply as well. On the first night, we light a single candle and we try to increase from there. But the Pare Hachag, the cows of Sukkot. What's the cows of Sukkot? On Sukkot we bring Karbanes. And every day of Sukkot we bring less Karbanes, less cows than we did the day before. Whatever the reasoning for is with regard to Sukkot. But it doesn't seem to connect anything to Hanukkah. Over the Yom of Sukkot we bring a total of 70 cows. 
And we've mentioned this, we learned it in the Maimer, which was connected to Simchas Torah, that over the holiday of Sukkot, we're lifting up, we're being mevarer, we're refining the 70 nations in order that, hallelujah, Hashem kol gayim, in order that they too should praise Hashem. That they too should recognize godliness. And in refining the 70 nations, so when you're refining the nations, the first thing you're faced with is a lot of cows, a big, heavy mirror that you have to do. But with the Aveda that you're doing, you're chipping away at this thickness, at the thick klipa, and each day you're getting a little bit closer to your objective. You're accomplishing a little bit more. So therefore you decrease. But what does this have to do with Hanukkah? Why on Hanukkah would you light less light, less candles every day? So let's read this inside. It's known the question of the Alter Rebbe. And this is a question which is discussed by others as well. But we're quoting it specifically over here in this Mimer from the Alter Rebbe. What's the connection? Be- Whenever it says Zaken, that's referring to the Alter Rebbe. Admar Hazaken. The Alter Rebbe. The, 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 he was the first Lubavitch Rebbe. So after um, uh, he. Uh, after they, they moved on to the Mittler Rebbe, when the Mittler Rebbe took over the. When the, when the Mittler Rebbe turned over the leadership, took over the leadership, then. Um, he was referred to as the Alter Rebbe, the old Rebbe. So it's known the Diok, the question of the Alter Rebbe, Ma Inyin Ner What's the connection between Ner the candles of Chanukah, and Parayachag, the the Karbanis which we bring on Sukkot? Sorry. Ubefrat and especially. So I told you the question is asked by others, but in the Mimer it's mentioned from the Alter Rebbe. Just mentioning the name of a Rebbe is something which is helpful sometimes. We've discussed how to get up in the morning, right? You get up in the morning by thinking about the fact that uh, the Rebbe is encouraging you to get up. The Rebbe is boosting you to get up. So just mentioning the name of a Rebbe is something which is a boost. So the fact that we're mentioning the question from the Alter Rebbe, now we're continuing to mention the Rebbe that Tzedek, that itself is something important. Just a second before your question. The implication of the Gemara is that Beis Hillel would agree to Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel also would say, light eight the first night, seven the second night, six the third night, etc. The only reason they don't say that is because Mailam Bekadesh, you have to increase in holiness, so therefore they don't. So it seems like the reasoning of the Pari HaChag, of the Karbanis of Sukkot, is a universal reasoning. And if it's a universal reasoning, we have to understand what is possibly the connection between the two. Um, is it true uh, on that note from the state that, was it a joke? You said that a chassid does this when he goes to sleep? Or you no, said no. That you actually go to sleep like this? I told you you could put your hands next to it, but I yes. Yeah. 
Have your hands like this on yes. your left cheek. Yes. Ooh. Is this? I'm sorry. Um, why don't we also increase with the cows? So, I told you, the reasoning for the cows is because the first day you're facing a much bigger klipa. And you're chipping um, away at that klipa throughout the days. But that seems to be a reasoning which is specifically related to sukkahs and the avayda of sukkahs, which is beer, shivim umais. What does it have to do with Chanukah? And this that it explains in many places, that the shaychus, the connection between Chanukah and sukkahs. So could you think of any relationship between Chanukah and sukkahs? What number comes to mind when you think of Chanukah? Eight. What number comes to mind when you think of Sukkot now? Eight. eight. That doesn't come to mind as quickly about Sukkot. But Sukkot is the only eight-day holiday. What about Passover? No, Passover is a seven-day holiday. The only eight-day holiday is Sukkot. And now Hanukkah comes along. Hanukkah is also an eight-day holiday. So they're both related. They're both connected to the number eight. Isn't Sukkot really a seven-day holiday and then there's another holiday at the end? Um, Shmini Atzeres, but that's an extension of Sukkot. Oh, I thought it was a separate thing that just happened to fall out of last the last day of Pesach, an extension of Pesach. Shvi Shal Pesach. It's the last, it's the seventh day. You're talking about Achrin Shal Pesach. Achrin Shal Pesach is Yom Tov Sheni Shal Galias. Just like Simchas Ter is a ninth day of Sukkot. But in the proper structure of Sukkot, it's eight days, and... And Sukkot uh, and and Pesach is seven days. Umasha mevur bekama mekaymis. This explains in a number of places. Shashaychus to Chanukah and Sukkot. The connection between Chanukah and Sukkot. Hisha shneiem heim shmeina yamim. Both of them are eight days. The misbar shmeina. When you think of the number eight, does that bring anything to mind? Yes, bris. Bris, good. What else? Infinity. Why? Because you take the number eight and turn it on its side. Okay, good. Okay, an, an, an endless loop. What else? Just beyond natural. Beyond natural. Why is eight beyond natural? Seven's the average. Or seven's natural. natural. Why is seven natural? Because seven is the natural cycle, the days of the week. Seven is creation. Seven is existence. Eight is beyond nature. That's why Abris is on the eighth day, because a Jew is beyond nature, like we discussed in the Sicha, which we just finished. That's A Jew goes outside of nature, and that's how he has children. That's how we're here, now, today. We're existing, we're alive. Because we're connected to the number eight, which is higher than nature. That's why Abris is on the eighth day. That's why an eight is infinity. The number eight indicates on a bechina, on a level, which is supernatural, which is higher than hishtalshlus. Hishtalshlus is creation. Hishtalshlus is existence. Hishtalshlus is nature. Nature comes from Hishtalshlus. When you go higher than Hishtalshlus, then you're connecting to the number eight. But, this itself, in a typical mimer um, analysis, we don't just take surface answers. In a mimer, we want to understand the essence. 
We want to know what's really going on. So therefore, this itself requires explanation. What is the kesher, the connection of sukkis and chanukah which is higher than ishtalshul? What's the connection? Why are Sukkot and Chanukah specifically connected to higher than Ishtalshos? Shemit Sad that because of this, both Sukkot and Chanukah, him Shmeina Yamim, are specifically eight days. Vigam, and furthermore, Hareza Shatiknu Neres Chanukah. Tiknu, that it was established. This, that the Neiris Hanukkah were established, were in Niskan, was why? Why Why do we light them in Neiris specifically? Because they found the oil. Because they, they found the oil and they lit them in Neiris in the Beis HaMikdash for the first time in a while. They were able to, again, light the Neiris in the Beis HaMikdash because they found the oil. The Neiris in the Beis HaMikdash had how many candles? Seven. Seven. Seven candles. One in the middle. No. One in the middle and three on each side. There were seven candles in the Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. Each of the three on each side were leaning towards the middle. So if you want to commemorate the Menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, why are you lighting a Menorah that has eight candles? This that the candles of Chanukah were established. It's because of the neis which was which took place by the neiris by the candles of the base of Mikdash. Since in the base of Mikdash there were seven candles, Madua. Why on Chanukah are there eight candles and in the parentheses and days? Why are there? Why is the Chanukah connected to eight? If the candles of the Beis Hamikdash, which we're commemorating, are seven, it's almost as if that which you're doing is greater than that which you're commemorating. And how could that be? That doesn't make sense. That's counterintuitive. And in the note, note six, it says that this is a question which the Friedrich Rebbe asks in a Maimer, my Chanukah, from the year Tavshin Aleph. Doesn't it partially have to do with the fact that we're not just commemorating the... the Miracle the, of the, the candles. Right, and, and also the victory. That idea is an idea which is explained, but that idea itself requires explanation, because we wouldn't just add a day because of that, because adding a day is not just technical, okay, so there's another day to eat latkes and donuts, but it's a practical thing which changes the dimension of the umtiv. And if the dimension of the umtiv is changing, there has to be something essential, which is why it's changing. And that's what we're going to get to. Be'ezus Hashem, in this Maimer, and the idea which is discussed in Chanukah, Maimerim, in general, is what is the essence of Chanukah all about? Rabbi, how long were they, you said before that they, that the menorah, they're all happy because they haven't done it in a long time. Like, how long did they not do it for? From when the Greeks had um, 
had kicked them out of the Beis HaMikdash. You go through the history of Hanukkah, you find out exactly the timeline. But that was a while. The Gam Sarech Lahavin. And we also have to understand Ma Shehafergleich. Fergleich is a Yiddish word. It means Hashva'a in the parentheses. The, the Hashva means the how does it translate in English? The, e- e- the equating. The, not to the circus holiday as a whole, but... No. The similarity, the equating, yeah. The comparison. The vergleich, the comparison of the Neiris Hanukkah, of the candles of Hanukkah, who loy l'chag ha-sukkahs b'chlau, is not to the yomtav of sukkahs in general, so we're not comparing Hanukkah to Sukkot, we're comparing Hanukkah to the Karbanis of Sukkot, the Lechera seemingly. The candles of Hanukkah are related to the Meneira. Where do we, where were the Karbanis in the Beis HaMikdash brought? Outside, on, on the altar. The, the, how many altars were there in the base of Mishnah? Yeah. There was an outside altar and an inside altar. The outside altar was used for. It was the huge structure, the center of the base of Mishnah, but outside in the open air, um, uh, and. That's where all the carbonis were brought. There was a huge ramp leading up to this altar, etc. Then there was an inside altar that was made completely of gold. And that altar, the inside altar, was used for the spices, the kateris. What? Yes, I meant entirely in the outside. Um, and that altar was made of, was used, excuse me, for spices. It was used in tar- it was used specifically for spices. So the menorah was inside, together with the inside altar, and we're comparing the menorah to the pare hachag, which was brought on the outside. So it's seemingly two disparate things, which don't, aren't connected to each other. Vahare menorah umizbeach, the menorah and the mizbeach, heim shnei kelim shenim. There are two different. Kalim, they're two different vessels, and they're not only two different vessels, but Bifrat, especially according to that which is explained in Kabbalah and Chassidus, that you could imagine the outside altar which is used for Karbanis, all the blood and the gore and the 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 the, 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 the physicality which is shachted over there, that's a much denser Aveda, a much more physical Aveda, a Aveda of the refinement of the Nefesh Abahamis, of the animal soul, while the Menorah, which is about candles, about light, about pure olive oil, that's a much more refined Aveda. It's an Aveda which is connected to light, to Torah, to learning, to the godly soul. It's right, parrots? What? One is connected to the godly soul, specifically conquering the animal soul, and the other is connected to the godly soul spreading lights. Isn't that the same thing? No. 
Now, there's, there's, there's two different Avedas, we could discuss it later. Veneris u Karbanes are Avedes Shanes. The nearest, the candles, the Karbanes are two different Avedes. You have two different vessels for two different Avedes, for two different services. Va'ad to the point. Shalach Neres Gedeila Mishalahem Karbanes. I'm sorry. Va'ad Shashalcha, yours, which is Neres. Gedeila Mishalahem is greater than theirs, which is Karbanes. This is a very important um, uh, statement which was said to Aaron Akain when the when the Mishkan was first set up the Nesim each brought karbanes for Chanukas HaMizbeach for the Chanukas HaMishkan something which is connected to Chanukah and the Torah reading over the Yom Tov of Chanukah is from this parsha of Chanukah Sanasim. And we're taught that when Aaron saw all of the Nesim from all of the Shvatim bringing Karbanis, and he did not get an opportunity to bring a Karban, he felt bad. He had a Chalisha Sadas. He felt bad. He said, how come they are involved in this Aveda of initiating the Mishkan and I'm not connected to this Aveda? So Hashem told him, in order to console him, he said, don't worry. Yours is greater than theirs. The Aveda of the Meneira is greater than the Aveda of the Besamikta, of, of the Mizbeach, of the Karbanes. Yours will never stop, and theirs will stop. Yours will be there forever, and theirs will not. So one of the explanations for this is in the Ramban, Al Hatera, over there, a beautiful explanation. And an explanation which is also connected to last week's parsha, which is that in every Jewish home, you have as a staple in the home two things: you have the candles, which the wife lights every erev Shabbos, and the minera, which the husband lights every Chanukah. And this is forever and ever. Karbanes we haven't brought for almost 2,000 years. We haven't brought Karbanes. We're not allowed to bring Karbanes. We could only study about the Karbanes for already almost two millennium. But the Meneira, the candles have never stopped. Einon betelim la'ilam, they're not battle forever. They exist forever. Yeah, the period when the Jews were kicked out of the base of this today, like, add something in davening, talking about lighting the menorah or something? I'm sure they did. They weren't able to bring the karbanis either, so they had to do for everything. But they also had the ability, they were fighting against the ruling nation at the time to be able to re-enter the base of Mikdash. The base of Mikdash wasn't completely destroyed. And they didn't need Bias Mashiach in order to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash. So they also had the practical Aveda that they were doing to re-enter, as opposed to nowadays. But one thing that we have 
is the Meneira, because the Meneira is there forever. That's such a beautiful idea. And this is what the Eibishter said to console Aaron Akayin, that Einon Betelem Le'elam. But you see that the candles are different than the Aved of Karbanis. The Aved of Karbanis is limited to the location and the building of the Beis HaMikdash, while the Aved of Neiris, of lighting candles, is forever in all time, in every single Jewish home, wherever we are. One second, one second. In note eight, it points out, I'm sorry, in note seven, it points out the point, and I want you to, I'm just noting it for you that you could underline it, that you could relate back to it. It underlines this point that also the place of the Mizbeach was inside of the Ulam, and the place of the Menorah was Beseich HaKedish, inside of the Kedish. One was outside, one was inside, which is the Ulam is the first building, the hallway, the first building and inside of the Ulam you had the Kedush HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies where the holiest vessel was the Aaron Habris. Um, what, what exactly is going on right now? What's the connection he's making between that? And We're asking a question. Why did he even ask the question? I think I missed the line. Okay. So I'm going to repeat again mm-hmm. from the beginning. We started off saying that according to Beishamai, we light eight candles on the first night, seven on the second night, and so on. We asked, what's the connection between Hanukkah? I, I, I'm sorry, and we said that the reasoning for Beishamai is that it corresponds to the cows which were brought, the karbanas which were brought on Sukkot, that over the days of Sukkot, we constantly decreased the Karbanis. Every day we brought less Karbanis than the day before. We asked what's the connection between Chanukah and Sukkot, between the candles of the Meneirah and the Karbanis of Sukkot. And we said that there is a connection which is drawn, that both of them are related to the number eight, a number which is higher than Hishtalshlos, which is supernatural. However, that doesn't tell us what's the connection between Chanukah and eight and Sukkot and eight. So that answer itself, by itself, doesn't help us understand the answer to this question because we still need to know why is Chanukah eight and Sukkot both eight? And we said further that we're commemorating the Menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, and the Menorah of the Beis HaMikdash was one of seven candles, not eight candles. So why are we lighting eight candles as a commemoration for something which had only seven? And we asked further that when we're comparing the Neris Chanukah to the Karbanis of Sukkot, we're comparing two things that seem. Why are we comparing the Neris of Chanukah to the Karbanis? Because according to Beishamai, we're starting with eight and going to seven and going to six, just like the Karbanis of Sukkot, also start with a larger number and get smaller over the days of Sukkot. And when we're comparing them, we're comparing something which is connected to the Menorah, which we light inside of the Ulam, 
which is candles, which is eternal, as Hashem said to Aaron Akayin, to Karbanis, which we bring on the Mizbeach, in the, in, in the Chatzar, outside of the Ulam, and something which is an entirely different Aveda, a much more Megushim, a much denser Aveda than the Aveda of lighting candles. And something which is limited, like we said, only to the time and place of the Beis HaMikdash. What's the translation of Shanim? Years? Which, which, uh, where is it? What? Um, the word that has footnote 7 on it. The word that has footnote 7. Shainim, different. Well, lighting candles came after the Karbanos in general, right? Lighting candles came after the Karbanos because while the, during the time of the Chanukas Hanasim, Aaron wasn't lighting the candles yet, but once Aaron started lighting the candles, that lasts forever. And oh, the so Bichlal, even in the, what about during the day? What comes first, the lighting of the candle or the Karbanis? The Karbanis come first. The Karbanis is the first thing which is done in the day in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Mishkan, in the Beis HaMikdash. But isn't that partially because the candles should already be lit? Or should still be lit? The or candles um, should still be lit. They are not always. The Neiris HaMikdash, let's continue. Vigam Serchlav, and I'm sorry, three lines from the bottom, in the middle of the line. Vigam Serchlav, and we also have to understand. Masha Mitzvasa Shal Ner Chanaka, He Mishatishka Chama. The mitzvah of lighting the candles of Chanaka is Mishatishka Chama. What's that? After Tishka sets Achama the sun, after the sun sets. Now, in general, most mitzvahs we do during the day. Think of different mitzvahs. Tell me a mitzvah that comes to mind. Tzitzit. we only do by day. Tzitzit we only do by day. In fact, night clothing is not required in tzitzit. Anything else? Breakfast. Breakfast is not a mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Next. Lulav. Lulav. Lulav, we only do by day. Krishma. Krishma, there is a mitzvah of Krishma Shabalayla. That's, a, that, that's a, 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 an exception. Go on. Nagavasar is a mitzvah midrabanan, it's a little bit different. Shachris is obviously for the morning, the mitzvah of tefillah, but the mitzvah of tefillah is a mitzvah which has its expression at night also, sorry. Neirish Shabbos, we only do before Shabbos, in, uh, as much as that would be an example. And that's similar to the candles of the base of Miklis, what? Megillah is something which we also have a mitzvah at night time. That's a mitzvah midrabanan, what? The the carbon pesach is something which we could only bring by day. The the eating of matzah is another example of a mitzvah which we do specifically at night. We must do at night. We need to do it during the night time. So most mitzvahs you see are mitzvahs which are relevant during the day. It's the exceptions that we do a mitzvah specifically at night time. Now. Specifically, this is something which would bother us about the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah, of lighting the Meneira. Because the mitzvah of lighting the Meneira, again, it's commemorating the lighting of, of the Meneira in the Beis HaMikdash. When was the Meneira lit in the Beis HaMikdash? During the day. During the day. Whoa. In the evening, but during the day, before sunset, just like 
Shabbos candles. Shabbos candles you must light before sunset. If you don't light them before sunset, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. Is this the Rebbe speaking, by the way? Hmm? This is the Rebbe? So, the Neiris HaMikdash had liku The Neiris of the Beis HaMikdash were lit from the time of Plaga Mincha. Plaga Mincha is earlier in the afternoon, which is Shor Uruvia Koide Mashkia, which is one and a quarter hours Shois Manius. Does Shois Manius have an English translation? Shois What? Shois Manius is the equal... The time of Jewish clock. The Jewish clock. So it's show reveal one and a quarter hours before sunset. Since the candles of Hanukkah are canal, as we said earlier, because of the miracle which took place with the candles of the Beis Hamikdash, and especially. She called the tikkun rabbanon ke'endayraisa tikkun. Everything that our sages established, they established similar to the ayraisa, similar to the teira. Hayarau lechayla lechayra. It seemingly would have been appropriate shetiyas man hadlokasam keneris hamikdash that the time of their lighting should be like the base hamikdash. When should we light them in the year before shkia? Before the sun sets, before it's dark, the lama why is mitzvah? So it's mitzvah davka mishatishka chama, specifically when the sun sets. And these questions, which seem to be completely disconnected from each other, we're going to see that these, like everything else that's connected to Hanukkah, is because of the essence of Hanukkah. This is something. Three questions. One is a longer and more detailed question, and then two other questions. Now, this is something which is true always. Every yomtiv that you look at, every holiday, is going to have different details. That when you analyze them, there's going to be questions, which why do we do it like this? Why do we do it like that? And you're going to find that there's an essence of what that yamtav is. In other words, it's not just a happenstance that things just turned out this way, that this is the way we, we established it, this is the way we put it together. But there's an essence of what that yamtav is about. And when you figure out the essence of what that yamtav is about, everything about the yamtav is connected to the essence, just like you. Just like you. Everything about you is connected to your essence. The way you love, the way you fear, the way you wake, the way you sleep, everything that you do is connected to your essence. You have an essence inside of you, and that essence expresses itself in every single part of you, in your eyes, your nose, and your mouth, in your chesed, gvura, and teferis, and everything about you, the essence expresses itself. It's the same with everything in Torah. Some people, they ask one question, and they give an answer to that question. A second question, they give a completely different answer to the second question. A third question, they give a completely separate answer to the third question. So each of these answers has a solution but the solution is not 
one which can answer the other questions. The truth is, every question you have, you should be able to answer with the same answer. Essentially, every question is answered by Einaid Mulvadeh. That's if you look at every single question. Every question is answered with Einaid Mulvadeh. When you look at a more micro level, so you're looking at a Yom Tov of Hanukkah, any question you have about the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, when you understand the essence of what the Yom Tov of Hanukkah is all about, as Chassidus explains it to us, any question you have, the questions which we asked over here, as well as any other question you can possibly come up with, will have to trace its way back to this essence, because the reason why it exists is because it's connected to the Yom Tov of Hanukkah. And everything that's connected to the Yom Tov of Hanukkah has to be connected to the essence of Hanukkah, because that's why it's Hanukkah. And this is what we're going to do over here in the Mimer with regards to the questions we ask. If you come up with any other questions about Hanukkah, I'll try to help you figure out how those questions also will be answered by the same answer which we give. And we start off the point of the explanation about this is. In other words, we're starting off by already distilling the answer. The answer is one which is explained at great length in earlier Maimarim. The Rebbe is coming in the seventh generation of Chabad after many, many generations of Maimarim. And the answer has been said and explained and elaborated upon. And the point of the Rebbe saying Maimarim is not just to repeat something which was already taught, but to bring out the essence of that which was taught and to bring it to a higher level, a deeper level than it ever had before. And this is what we're going to do in the Maimar also. But I'll leave it for tomorrow, Bezos Hashem. Might be called Martin Have an amazing day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.